0: Wait, how dare you condemn this girl? Who among you can honestly say you've never cheated on your wives or your husbands? What she just did took courage, and where I come from, Canada, we reward courage. So I hereby decree that you keep the grant, and let's give this brave girl the ovation she deserves. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors.
1: great quote. Don't know what else you would pick. I think state Comptroller Atkins is great. Yeah. Um and, <laughs> and yeah, well done. In his done. one appearance. In his one well, right? <laughs> Two appearances. Does he show up later? Uh no, it's it's just, you this just one. me twice in this. Yeah, but, but technically yeah, the technically, first time we're we're was pulling a prestige. That's here. <laughs> Maybe I misunderstood the Prestige. I the
0: Prestige? The, yeah, that's exactly the Prestige. <laughs> right, <okay. Yep. laughs> to, to the point that, yeah, there's a Comptroller in the Prestige uh, from Canada. But I don't want to jump the gun too much here and get into our discussion real quick. But yeah. it's real weird that they have a different... That they don't have Otto doing the voice of the Comptroller. They have uh, Harry Shear. Yeah. But then the real Comptroller has a different... I think it's Hank Azaria. I can't remember. Yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah, they have a different voice actor do it. So it's it's... Otto's putting on a fake voice, but it's not an impression of the real comptroller. No, he's never met the comptroller. But they have a a comptroller mask and suit ready to go. Do they have Mission Impossible technology? They do, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. (laughs) Solve that mystery. You nailed it. Um,
1: I I, I love that. I I think it's really, I think it's a really funny. little detail where they have like two different voices and my my reasoning behind it is that Otto has never met the state comptroller sure. and he definitely has a recognizable voice
0: yeah so he has to disguise he it.
1: definitely has to disguise it and he's a very good actor
0: does harry do auto
1: yes okay yeah i couldn't
0: remember um that's a vo- that's one that's like so unique to me that it yeah hard for me to parse the the voice actors usually i can just tell when yeah, saying, and uh, Harry
1: Shearer is so different
0: from Otto, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like and he... most of his voices are are not yeah. in that same vein. Anyway, uh, welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. This uh, is the
1: Encyclopedia Compendium of all things Simpsons, seasons 1 through 10. I am Greg. I'm Alan. And this is season 10. Yeah, we're doing it. We are, as usual. <laughs> Just just making it happen, and we will continue pushing forward until I get married. That's the
0: plan. <laughs> That's the plan. That was the, the blood oath we signed when we started this. Yep. If either of us get married, we stop we, the podcast. We stop it. <laughs> we stop it at least a week after. <laughs> and you know when we started this uh, about six years ago? Yep. Uh, I thought it was going to be me. You know what? I did too. (laughs) So, you know, we got, we pulled a little switcheroo on, on everyone, including ourselves. Yeah. I think
1: that's what we'll call it. It's called the bad neighbor's switcheroo.
0: (laughs) That's going to be the like theme of your wedding.
1: Yeah. The switcheroo. (laughs)
0: The old switcheroo.
1: Nothing is as it seems.
0: (laughs) Ooh, that'd be fun, actually. Yeah, it's a mystery wedding. It's a big, big, uh, like, prank wedding. Well, that's. Cut into the cake
1: and it's soup. That's like. That's something that that I think fueled a lot of, like, the first six years of my relationship with Allie, is that she thought it was all a big prank. (laughs) (laughs) Because, as, as I've been told throughout my life, much to my chagrin and detriment personally, is that I am sarcastic and a lot of people can't tell when i'm being serious or sincere mm-hmm. um so like she went through this really like dark night of the soul time yeah. where she was like does he even really
0: like me just some some big elaborate prank
1: yeah is this some thing where he'll like smoke bomb and he'll be gone yeah that sort of thing and i'm like no absolutely not i love you <laughs>
0: and i said it that way and you're like i love uh, you and uh, i hate the movie jurassic park why can't you understand both of oh, these right. facts and me? i said those two
1: things in the same sentence and she was like <laughs> she's like wait a minute and then she screamed at me um <laughs> uh, i've been trying to
0: to not do that so much you've been you've been great i i mean thank I've you s- i've said this before you, you're you know not to not to spoil my best man speech or anything, but uh, there's you've you've gone on a real journey over these last uh, like ten however many years since I met you, and it's for the better. You're a better person for it.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm really glad because if I wasn't, then damn, what was it all for?
0: <laughs> you know, It'd be really sad if you like went the opposite way. It yeah. Just got worse. Oh man, could you imagine?
1: <laughs> just. Oh, man, just like how bad Greg was 10
0: years ago, (laughs) but like 10 years worse. It gets to the point where literally like everyone in your life is like, yeah, we never know if he's serious or not. Uh, It's a struggle every day. Yeah, only
1: my my family talks to me (laughs) and they're like, he's kind of a bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have fun. Um, We have fun. So before we introduce our guest... Alan, mm? how have you been? Mm. Car trouble,
0: I know. Yeah, and that's been uh, that's been solved. So
1: I figure it's uh, it's uh, it's okay to talk about it
0: now since oh, it's yeah. been solved. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. I I'm fine to talk about it any time really, but I appreciate that. Uh, uh, yeah, just it was it was really cold here uh, last week. Yeah, I mean our polar vortex. Our and southern
1: and neighbors are having it hit yeah, uh, hit it's, them it's now. Hitting,
0: hitting down there now yeah. and. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was just insanely cold to the point where uh, my battery froze in my car, uh, my pipes froze in my house, it was just a whole thing, uh, and then, you know, went to try and start the car uh, a couple times, and then got a friend to come and boost it, and still wasn't working, and so, once it was warm out, uh, tried once more to boost it to see if maybe it just needed to be thawed out or whatever, and still was, like, pretty much dead, like, not even carrying a charge, so, took it out, took it to Canadian Tire, got it replaced, or like bought a new one, put it in, worked fine. So it was literally just the battery being a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, the fun part was when I brought it to Canadian Tire because the the dude uh, who had like uh, a fur mask, which was really funny to me, because he was this older guy, this older kind of stocky gentleman, um, and yeah, he had this his mask was just made out of fur, like uh like gray fur, and it was really weird looking because it kind of looked like a beard, but not. Okay. Anyway, but he was very excited to tell me about all the reasons my battery wasn't working. He's like, "Ah, you see," and he's like, plugs in this little thing on it, and it's like, "Ah, you see there, that's this many hertz, and uh, these cells are, and all." And I'm like, "This sounds like gobbledygook." I don't (laughs) like. I appreciate that you're trying to explain why, but I just want a new one so I can be on my way. The
1: two kinds of people who work at a mechanic shop. Yeah. Uh, One, the stocky gentleman who (laughs) have been there forever yeah they have been there for forever they've seen seen it all (laughs) they walk around and they want to tell you everything and most of the time they're very nice about it yeah the second kind of person young whippersnappers Mm. you know hot-headed hot-headed young whippersnappers who love to have the glove in their back
0: pocket yeah
1: and uh and they're always covered in grease
0: I will say this. Uh, two years ago, I had a similar problem with my battery. Uh, went I Can- was able to get it started to drive to Canadian Tire, uh, and they were like t- took a look at it, and they are like, you need a new battery. Uh, we don't have one here, but there is one in Airdrie. And then the guy, I actually really like this guy. He was very nice. He's like, so normally we'd like charge for the diagnostic that we just did, but since we're not able to solve it in this store, I'm not going to charge you. We're going to give you a boost so you're you're running again, so you can drive to Airdrie and get it basically like replaced there. And they'll do it there. You want to spend any money here, it'll just be at that store. It was very nice, because like, he could have he could have been the young hothead who's like, all right, well, we have to charge you for this and this, and then you have to go there. Could have been a nightmare. Yeah. So it helped a lot. Yeah, Cars suck. I hate them, but I need one. Yeah. <laughs> Alan hates cars, everybody. I hate cars. Especially, light name Queen, that piece of shit. Oh, yeah, he's a bad dude. <laughs> Mater,
1: wow. Wow. Wow, Mater. Um, <laughs> well,
0: how have I, you been, Greg? You know Your what? foot's
1: healing. Uh, yeah, my foot's healing up. It's uh, feeling a lot better. Uh, I have uh, something to plug right off the bat. Oh, boy. Um, a theater company that I work with a lot, um, with a friend of the show, Dave Gabbert, mm-hmm. um, is putting on a uh, cabaret called Quaint, Quirky, and Queer this weekend, and you can see it on Facebook Live if you want to, just search Theatre Outre on Facebook and you can uh, support a really great uh, theatre company. And i Helped edit a piece for it. Okay, I was gonna ask
0: What was your like? Are you doing a a show or something? Yeah, my yeah, my you're...
1: contribution is just a little bit of behind the scenes editing for a music video that they were putting together. Yes. My first music video that I've edited. Wow. Yeah, it was to Iggy Pop's "Lust for Life." Wow. Featured on the Train Spotting soundtrack. Say, is it just a Train Spotting spoof? It is not. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's it. takes it more from from Iggy dun, Pop dun, dun, and the idea dun, dun, of uh, dun, 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 the lust for dun, life dun, dun, is being contrast. Did with what you can do in quarantine.
0: I was thinking, are you going to be my girl? <laughs> that's the wrong song. They both start the same. the same? Okay. Yeah, they okay. both start I'm the same. I was, I was, um, I'm not crazy. I'm like, wait, I've just got the urge to do <laughs> go. I <laughs> said, are
1: you going to be my lust for
0: life? We have a guest. Is that your vows? Yep. <laughs> are you going to be my lust for life? Right. Yep, that's it. I wrote
1: them. I've said them. There you go. Nailed it, yeah, and I nailed it. Uh, <laughs> but we do have a guest today. We are talking about uh, Lisa gets an A. This episode takes place in school, mm. and so usually when we have an episode <laughs> that takes place in Springfield Elementary, we bring on our teacher friend,
0: a JLB, school, a school
1: teacher, a if s- you will, a school. <laughs> I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say a school bar. <laughs> That's so awful. That's so awful. I just think it's a very funny, old-timey term. Marm? But it's bad. Jen um, yeah. <laughs> LeBlanc.
2: Oh, no, I, uh, I'm fine being referred to as a school marm. So <laughs> why not?
0: <laughs> that is a very fun term that Greg just invented. Um <laughs>
2: <laughs> but welcome,
0: Jen. Uh last time we had you on was for Grade School Confidential, I believe, which was yep. season eight. So it's been a it's it's been a while. It's been a minute. Um and yeah, la, la, that time, of course, we were in the same room together.
2: Yeah. I mean this is probably the most social interaction I've had in a bit, <laughs> even though I'm all by myself in my room. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um but yeah it's uh it's interesting because as greg stated uh this is a kind of a school-based episode um the last one we did was kind of school-based as well it was more about the relationship of skinner and krabappel of course it was you know what uh teacher and a principal um well this one actually has more like actual like kind of Oh, things like budget with the school and thing and you know uh, tests and things like that, homework, um, you know, school stuff. Um, a, comptroller. a comptroller, a comptroller, a state comptroller, um, and I guess uh, I just right off the bat, I'm I'm a little curious, but we don't have to dive too deep because I'm sure you've talked about it a lot. But like, <laughs> what's what's your experience been teaching during a pandemic?
2: <laughs> yeah, great question. I uh, it's actually it's. Uh, it's going pretty well. It's not so bad. I, I've liked that. I've gotten to uh, teach from home because it shows me that teaching in class is way better. Mm. And I always was so envious of people who, who could teach it or like who could work from home. Um, and I was like, I'll never get to do that because my job doesn't allow me to do that. But no, 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 this is like <laughs> moving in front of real life children in the moment is the ultimate way to teach somebody something, Um, which is, which is a great realization to have. So yeah, it's been getting pretty good. Um, I've been reading books out to them lately and that's getting a little like, like a little hot with my mask on. Um, Like it feels pretty normal. I am rushing around classroom to classroom uh, because the kids have to stay in their homerooms, of course, um, and so it's funny. We have to bring carts and like we like go down the hall in in like a little trolley sort of formation, and uh, and then we have to like adjust to their energy. Whereas like usually when they come into my classroom, they all like have to sit down, and I've been there and I've ruled the the space, but they are truly the rulers of the space. So it's a little yeah, intimidating. That's interesting their room but otherwise it's going actually pretty
1: good. That's that, good. That sounds that sounds like the exact opposite of how you would want to teach.
2: I know. it's just be
1: like like, oh yeah, I'm the low status one. Yeah. And you have to listen to me?
0: Excuse me, children, please. Calm, calm
2: I have down. I have
1: a trolley. I have a trolley. Yeah. And, well, it, but- and if you have
2: to like use the computer you have to like Play a video or something. You have to like tinker with like five different teachers, like whatever technology they have have in the classroom. And then all the kids are like, "Push this button. It's this button." You're like, "Can you just do this for me, please?"
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was that kid. And you know, obviously different time. But like, if if a teacher was struggling with electronics, I'd be like, I'd be like, "Would you like me to help you?" Like, I know exactly what you need to do (laughs) because I was such a little whiz kid.
1: I saw. I saw teachers of my time turn to madness.
2: <laughs> over It's a lot of pressure. On, they're like 30. Colonel Kurtz
1: and Apocalypse Now. Yeah, it was like over an overhead projector. <laughs> the simplest
0: Yeah. Very easy.
1: Piece arguably. of technology
0: there is. What was the Man, last
2: that kid, so Alan? Like the kid that <laughs> helps is the most valuable kid in the whole class and you definitely want to be best friends with him. Like Great. you don't want to be mad at you. I Thank you, you for all.
0: saying that because I uh always felt I was the best person in the class. <laughs> so <laughs> getting, getting a confirmation is very good for my my ego. Um I, I was gonna ask what was the last book that you read to to your class? I'm curious.
2: Oh, so um I always read Where the Red Friend Grows to my grade sevens, which is just a sweet have you guys read it?
0: Yeah There's in grade a, seven. I never have but I, I know of it.
2: So yeah it's so sweet the it's a boy about a boy and his two dogs and the dogs obviously pass away by the end it's very heartwarming and heartbreaking but this year i'm teaching grade eight for the first time and we're reading the outsiders hell yeah that's not a good book
1: yeah it's great
2: no matter how much they like reading every single person and no matter how rowdy my class is they are silent the entire time they're so into it yeah and we have Best class discussions. It's it just captivates them. Even just like the like the just the dudes who don't like anything about reading. They're just in it.
0: The Gregs, if you will.
2: What? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: just kidding. I, really like <laughs> uh,
1: I like reading certain things. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Uh, I just don't think narrative fiction really does it for me anymore. Like at all. Well, uh, on a prose you know sure written down on the page um i don't know it's gotta I mean, the be the thing I,
0: I always knew about you is you you like to listen to audiobooks over actually reading books yes i, so, I, like, I you still enjoy the the yeah. stories being told you just don't like the act of yeah of reading, i've been
1: i've enjoyed sense. doing that uh but i have been reading barney's version oh. uh recently which has which i've actually a movie of that yeah you've seen it yeah cool um I've I've enjoyed it quite a bit so far. Nice. Um, I'm hoping to get a pretty big dent into it on the day that I have to do this um th- this like pharmacy exam that I'm working
0: on. Yeah. Um. Well, once you're done that, you should read the sequel, which is Baby Bop's version. Nice. <laughs> I was trying to nice. What- oh, <laughs> really good. <laughs> <laughs> as I was saying, I'm like, this is a dumb joke. Why am I doing this? <laughs> I could see it. You gave up halfway yeah, through. I kind of abandoned it. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, it's too far. <laughs> uh, baby, bye. I don't know if BJ would have been a better one, but I don't think he that that character is as recognizable from the Barney verse. Yeah, I don't do you know, know either of them. BJ. I don't know either either yeah. of them, but the BJ one is pretty funny. It's pretty funny that yeah. there's a character named BJ yeah. in a children's television show, and yeah. it's a it's a yellow dinosaur. Yeah. What do you think oh, the yellow that- is anyway?
2: That's the other thing with reading these two books. Uh they they were both written like way a long time ago mm-hmm. in the 60s. And so there are so many phrases where I'm like reading it and it's like Pony boy, are you wet? <laughs> it's pony boy, like and, like and it's it's just like innocent. And then yeah. my whole class bursts out laughing of every course. single time and I see it coming in away, and I'm just like Yeah I know You're like, all
0: right children, Here <laughs> here's gonna be go. something in this book in this next sentence. Am I correct <laughs> in saying that
1: and thinking that the outsiders actually has like some sort of an index in it, like or a glossary of terms?
2: Oh. Because I
1: remember like when they say like wet, does that mean like you have cash on you? Right.
2: No, nope. They don't have a cash. <laughs> and it also doesn't mean doesn't that. Doesn't mean that?
1: Okay, well, I thought you were wrong right. on both counts. I thought Rick. it meant that I might be thinking of the Silmarillion.
0: Of well, you usually <laughs> are.
2: <laughs> that's
1: the one that Gregs read. <laughs> can I can I tell you a fun story oh, boy. about the Silmarillion <laughs> really, really quick? I mean, I feel like you're gonna So, <laughs> so it was grade eight. This is why I. This is why okay. I'm telling this story. Yeah. It's grade eight. We had just wrapped up reading The Outsiders, which I loved. I loved that that book. I even enjoyed the movie, even though it's kind of gross looking. Mm. Um, yeah. So <laughs> a- afterwards, our teacher was like, "If you guys have books that you really love, bring them to, to class, and we're gonna vote to see what." book we read next and he hey. actually took like a vote from the students for the next book that we would read and i brought the silmarillion
0: <laughs> fucking nerd
1: i i brought the silmarillion to an not eighth even, yeah grade. not even the
0: hobbit not even lord of the rings or like one of the like the silmarillion yeah i brought it to an 8th grade classroom
1: and i'll remember this for the rest of my life because how we would how we would vote was he would read the back the back of the book like the um, the brief synopsis on yeah. the back of the book and it's like when Feanor <laughs> most skilled of the elves crafts the Silmarils the Dark Lord Morgoth oh boy. <laughs> initiates a brutal war that will blah 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 yeah. blah blah <laughs> and um. When the vote happened,
0: not even I voted for it. (laughs) You even realized, as an eighth grader, <laughs> yeah. I made a mistake. I, I should a, not have brought this book. Yeah, I made a mistake, <laughs> and I'll do. I'll read this on my own time.
2: Do you think that your teacher would have honored it though, if people had voted? Fuck for
0: that? no, <laughs> no. <laughs> he would have used their veto power.
1: Uh, he would have opened the book and saw like part one, a delay.
2: <laughs>
1: what the
0: fuck is that? it's like uh greg i asked you bring an english book (laughs) this is clearly (laughs) elvish (laughs) it kind of is
2: yeah i used to read the hobbit with my grade sevens and boy was that rough oh really like like it's obviously a great story and they would enjoy it but having like i couldn't do anything with it besides just get through it because there's so much it's so dense and it's it's just such a big story that we would just like read it every single day, day in and day out, because I was like, oh, if I pause it now, it's just going to go on for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Did you read the movie trilogy novelization or something? Like, I always said The Hobbit's a pretty easy read.
1: (laughs) It is 237 pages, but there's a lot to talk about. I guess so, yeah.
2: Yeah, and it's, like, it's small printing and it makes a difference. Truly. Yeah, that's
1: fair. Yeah. Have you ever had a student Cheat on a test, Ooh, or have you ever caught you know a yeah. student?
2: Ooh, great question. I mean, I don't give my students a lot of tests. Sure, my- oh. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You're you're yeah. you're cool. Yeah, you're the cool teacher. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I was also a drama teacher, and now I'm an English teacher. So I do give them reading comprehensions every once in a while. But honestly, like who? Like, I don't even trust myself to get the right answers on a, a reading comprehension test. So I feel like even if they cheat off of somebody else, they have no idea if that person actually is very good at these things. Right. So don't worry about it too much when I'm doing that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: let's let's say, because I think this is a good segue. I'm just going to uh, just remind everyone what we're talking about here. We're talking about the seventh episode of season 10 uh, called Lisa Gets an A. It's written by Ian Maxtone Graham, directed by Bob Anderson, and original air date November 22nd, 1998. And I just wanted to say, what a, what a strange test for Lisa to cheat on, which is a a test about the wind and the willows. Yeah, a book she definitely already read. Yeah, most likely. But even if she hadn't, like it's like just remove the whole actual plot and just think about like Jen, especially like you assign your students to read a book and then you test them on it. Like that, that seems so strange. Yeah, like I, I don't know.
1: No, I I, I see it. I, yeah no i see it happening well that's, especially i guess with miss hoover yeah that's that's something that i could see happening especially with uh someone who's as dead inside as miss hoover <laughs> um like like i i think i think the way that that this episode presents springfield elementary is very funny and as far as as far as it goes it's pretty consistent with the lore of the show yeah like it is just Pure incompetence, and (laughs) also like a fill in the blank test is something that I remember doing. Like we definitely, we definitely did those things. Probably not in the same way as like Mr. Toad has a red blank. Yeah,
2: yeah, that sounds like a Mad Lib.
1: Yes, totally. Yeah, it does sound like a Mad Lib. But I'm not going to come down too hard on grade two on this episode. Yeah, she's she's grade two, and I like because when when we were coming up, at least in my school division, it was in Alberta it's, it was so test based Mm -hmm. and I don't know what it is like now. It probably still is, but it's so standardized test based. And like, I remember feeling that same way that Lisa felt it was just sheer panic about, about tests. Mm. If, even if it was a small one, I was like, okay, if I fail this, that's how much percentage of my grade and how much is that going to affect me? Yeah, it's a bad thing. Um, (laughs) So I, I, I'm completely on her side with being like, if I don't get this, because we know that her education throughout the series has been one of the things that she's most proud of, yeah, and one of the things that she <clears throat> believes will get her out of Springfield to Harvard or wherever, anywhere but Brown. Not Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I, I think it's a, I think it's a good place to start from with this particular episode and i think it's a good episode holy
0: shit i think it's okay i like it it's it's definitely in the in the uh higher tier of season 10 um oh yeah if this was in of. another season it would probably be like <laughs> what <laughs> i think yeah like i i don't i don't know if i'd call it good but it's not bad and so it's more middle of the ground for me i think honestly the biggest thing I took away from it this time around watching it is this should have been a BART story. Um, for me, it makes very little sense that only by cheating is Lisa able to get this insane grade. She, yeah. she should be able to get that crazy a plus 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 or whatever on her own normally. Normally, And so this idea of a grant being uh, awarded upon the school because of such a good grade on a book test for Wind in the Willows... It kind of falls apart after that. should have happened earlier. Yeah, post, after motivation, after
1: uh, after dealing with Lisa's motivation to cheat very well, the fallout of it is... It, it is pretty season ten.
0: Yeah, and it and and again, I think the story would make so much sense if it was Bart. If it was Bart, like, oh no, I like I'm gonna fail this test. I'll just cheat because that's a normal thing he would do. And then it's like, oh, you got an insane grade, and so that's and because you're normally a C student or whatever, I don't know. There could be some other reason for it. It's like most improved student. You're getting a grant for most improved, you know, something like that. Yeah, that would make sense to me. And then it also makes sense that he would have the guilt about it. Yeah. more so than Lisa. You know, yeah.
1: I think I think that would make sense in season five. <laughs> sure. I don't think that works with Bart now because they're too far gone. They've they've um, <laughs> they've done they've yeah. I guess so. I, I see what you're saying. They, they've, they've because he comes yeah. on. He comes on so hot in this episode, and he's mm-hmm. like he he's he's like, well, if it was just me, I would take the zero. And I'm like, cool. That's this Bart now. Okay, that's that's the Bart that we're gonna deal with. I don't like this Bart, but I like how they've used him in this episode, because he's the one who's like, well, if it was just me, I'd take the zero. But he knows where Nelson is. Yeah, he knows that there's a bunch of this stuff that he could do. He would probably get caught because everyone's watching him like a hawk. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love that he made this dummy for his <laughs> for his class in shop class out of latex yeah i think that's a really great little piece of bart that they've managed to hold on to which is he just doesn't give a fuck about school <laughs> he hates also- it
2: he obviously had such knowledge and talent to create such a realistic look. Like no one else put that amount of effort into their shot project, but he did it just so he could not do anything and just be in the hallway.
0: Yeah. He's brilliant when he wants to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's always been Bart's character and that's what I love about him. Yeah. Um, and it's a little
1: thing that they've managed to hold on to.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I guess the, the only thing I'd say is uh, I do I I get what you're saying about Bart Bart working well in this episode with what they did. Yeah, Uh, I think if they had switched uh, the the main plot to to be a Bart plot, uh, it's it's not a hard hurdle to cross. Like he decides to cheat, gets you know, like it doesn't need to be. Uh, the opposite of I just take the zero. It's just like oh, he just happens to maybe Nelson just sh- set up shop recently. He's like oh hey, I can get uh, s- test answers. Cool.
1: And that's a fun thing that I like about this episode is the whole idea of the underbelly of Springfield Elementary, and like there's a there's like a black market of uh, of, of question and answers being traded. Yep. Um And I, I think that's I think that's a lot of fun. Um,
2: I also think it's funny that Lisa does this because she is addicted to that video game that she hated at first because like yeah. I really I'm always like oh yeah I don't really play video games but as soon as I get on to like The Sims I could still get <laughs> away on that thing I think I still like it at all and then so I could relate
0: that's awesome yeah um well, I was gonna add well The Sims is a good example is there any other video games that you got like really into I'm, I'm always so curious about people who don't normally play video oh, games yeah. which ones I okay, really so- love
2: my true loves are Donkey Kong, like, and I'm talking about Super Nintendo. Donkey so
0: Donkey Kong Country,
2: Country. H- Donkey Kong Country. So yeah. anything to anything that is like a two D thing that you just move forward. Yeah, so platformer. Super Mario Brothers. And or, that's did you play, all. Did
0: you play the other uh, Donkey Kong countries on Super NES, like Donkey Kong Country Two, uh, Diddy's Revenge, or whatever?
2: <laughs> oh, Diddy Conquest. Yeah, that's what it is. I feel like. I have
0: actually. That's the one where it's got the the girl monkey trick. Uh, uh, Trixie Kong tri- is a Trixie, yeah, and she spins her hair to fly.
2: I, yeah, I, I and then did the third
0: like- one is uh, her and Kitty Kong, who's like a little baby yeah. monkey.
2: Yeah, but he's I'm really
0: sure. big. The lore of those games—it's
1: great. Are very? <laughs> it's very deep. It goes very deep. <laughs>
2: Yeah, those are, like, and they're in my muscle memory forever, too, so I could not play them for 20 years, and then they just come, I know exactly where to jump, what the timing is, and everything. <laughs> the
0: hidden secrets and stuff. I actually had the same yeah. kind of thing. I hadn't, haven't played Donkey Kong Country in, you know, years, whenever it came out, um, and I was at Revival Brucade uh, a while back, and they had on their little, like, Super NES uh mini thing that they release, you know, where it's got a bunch of games built into it. Um, and I started playing it in the first level. I was like, oh yeah, and then there's a secret right here. And then I have to go. And it was crazy how much it like just comes right back <laughs> to you. Um, what about Crash Bandicoot? That's what the Dingo Dasher or whatever is based on. Did you guys play Crash Bandicoot at all?
1: I was not a PlayStation kid.
0: No. <laughs> uh-huh. No. Um, I, played, I did play Crash uh, at my friend's house because I never owned a PlayStation 1. But uh, my friends did and I played at their house. Uh, and I didn't really like it.
2: <laughs>
0: it's a weird, it, I mean, and the Crash games in general have this weird kind of like, uh, it's, 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 it's like a side-scrolling platformer, like you described, Jen, but it's more of like, you go forward, like you, are you're, mm-hmm. you're behind them. And, uh, so like they kind of get the aesthetic in, in this episode a bit, but it's more like literally you're like at the back of Crash and you're walking forward and then there's obstacles and jumps and stuff you have to make, uh, in front of you rather than left and Right. If that makes sense,
2: Matt. I remember when N64s came out, and my friend, I think it was, I, I think it's Zelda that they were playing, and um. just being, just like looking at a landscape and not knowing where you're supposed to go is just like a real life fear of mine, <laughs> and you know, that in video game form, I'm just out, like I can't do anything above a Super Nintendo because that just freaks me out. Don't know what
0: to do. You need the the uh, the glowing uh, yellow arrow that points to your next objective True. that they put in a lot of games. Yeah, um, as opposed to the Zelda games, which are usually very open world. Uh, oh. Exploration is encouraged, kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I need an arrow. <laughs> I usually do too. Um, I like. I prefer it for sure. I, I don't know. Like, I've I really want to play Breath of the Wild. Uh, I've heard it's very good for a lot of reasons and. My understanding is it's definitely not that it's not doesn't have an arrow doesn't have it's like uh, you can literally go fight the final boss right away if you want you know it's all that kind of thing and it it, ge- it does give me that same kind of anxiety that you were describing Jen just thinking about it but I also like have heard such good things that I'm like I'd like to play it one day but I definitely love uh, being like all right where do I go next point it point to me point it out to me on a map and then yeah give me a little trail that tells me where to go. Like in uh, you know, the Rockstar games, they do that.
1: Yeah, Red Dead Redemption Two.
0: Yes, (laughs) that's my Breath of the Wild. Well, that'll tell me where I want to go. I love my favorite uh, recent one was Ghost of Tsushima. Oh yeah, because it uses it, it uses the wind to guide you. So like you hit a hit a button or whatever, and it just the wind just blows in the way that you're supposed to go. So it doesn't like make it feel like a video game as much in that moment it still feels immersive and it's beautiful and lovely and it's ah, that game rolls
1: <laughs> yeah that's the best game i've played in a long time yeah long time yeah
2: um i say that win too so i do like i do know a lot about video games in a second hand sort of way, yeah which is a funny thing
0: Well, Dash Dingo, is that what it's called? I I think it's Dash Dingo. That sounds sounds good. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Looked kind of dumb to me. Looked really bad. Uh, The very first thing she does is open a door and then open a glowing pot and she gets killed by monkeys with nunchucks. Yeah, they're koalas. Are they koalas? Yeah. Koalas are Australian. But nunchucks aren't. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Neither um, are ninjas. <laughs> and I, and that see that moment actually reminded me of a thing, a kind of trend in gaming for a while now, which is the souls type games. I don't know if you're familiar with this. Oh, one.
1: where it's like you like you'll get into this thing and you'll die. Well, yeah, like, You're they're, just gonna they're
0: unrelentingly difficult, like, the, the difficulty rating is very high, and and there's no hand-holding, so it'll, it won't tell you, like, you know, and, and I think there's a good balance, because there's some games that get really annoying, where it's, like, as soon as you start, it's, like, press press left stick to move forward, and it's, like, yeah, I could have intuited that, like, <laughs> um, and then, like, it it's, like, oh, an enemy, and it, like, pauses the game, and it's, like, press X to attack, and it's, like, yeah, like, I'm okay with figuring that basic stuff out on my own, but one of the souls game, I think bloodborne is when I tried first. Um, I literally like walk into, I, I, I'm like, all right, I walk into this place and this giant werewolf just eats me in one, like, it just goes, and I'm dead. And I'm like, what the hell? And then it's like, and then I restarted because I'm like, all right, got like, to try again. And it happened again. And then I looked at, I was like, what the hell is this game? I looked it up. It's like, no, no, that's supposed to happen. You go to like the the other world and you find a weapon and then you come back and, and have to fight the wolf again. And I'm like, oh, that was like scripted or like that's in- intended. And it really bothered me. Um, but yeah, the whole point of those games is that they don't handhold you, uh, and it's very difficult. So you have to like figure it out and figure out the right strategies and that kind of thing. And a lot of people love that shit. I do not. I'm like, no, no, no. I want, I want to be fun. I want it to be fun first. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with difficulty ramping up as the game goes, as long as it's still fun. But when it's just difficult to like give you the challenge, that's not for me. And I recognize it is for some people.
1: Was the villain in Dash Dingo Crocodile Dundee?
0: Uh well the the little the guy who was like talking to, yeah. to him at the beginning was I believe yeah, yeah. or at least modeled after yeah. Dundee. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever see those movies? Uh
1: <laughs> uh yes. I've seen the first one three or four times. Wow. Uh and I've seen the second one maybe twice. Wow. Uh, because my dad shocking loves those movies. <laughs> Both of them. Like there's three. He, he doesn't know that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't Technically there's four now. He there's doesn't know point. that and we're not going to tell him. <laughs> right? I well, good. Okay. So, yes, he Making loves notes the, to mention this at your wedding. <laughs> he loves the first one and he even likes the second one. Um, he doesn't know there's a third and is there a fourth? Coming? Yeah,
0: there was no like there's one that was released last year. Uh it was this weird uh, it's called, like, The Incredible Mr. Dundee or something, The Fantastic Mr. Dundee. And it's, like, Paul Hogan is, like, 80 years old now yeah. and still trying to be like he was in in the 80s or whatever. Sure. Uh, and I haven't seen it, obviously, because it looks like garbage, but it's just... It's a movie?
1: Yeah. It's a full-length movie? It's a
0: full-length movie. Uh, <laughs> it's wild. Uh, let me just find it here. But uh, I will say I've only seen one and three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I watched three first. Sure. Uh, It's called Crocodile Dundee in LA. Yeah. Uh, and He goes to Los Angeles. He goes to LA. And as is often my want, I only watch it because How Did This Get Made did an episode on it. Sure. And I'm like, "I'll, I'll watch that. And, even in that moment, not realizing it was the third in the series. I just, you know, I was just like, oh, this is the Crocodile Dundee movie. I'll watch it. And it was very strange. I don't remember anything about it. And then I watched the first one recently and it's fine. (laughs) It's yeah, that's
2: exactly what
0: I was going to say. It's fine at best.
2: (laughs) Are these just movies based on like the, the guy, the Crocodile Dundee?
1: Well, Crocodile Dundee is a character that Paul Hogan, an Australian comedian and actor Came up with, and very much Crocodile Dundee is singularly responsible for the Australia boom of the '90s, okay. late '80s, early '90s, yeah. when they started importing all those things. Why Outback Steakhouse still exists, uh, mm.
0: Foster's, and all that crap. Um, I mean, the episode of The Simpsons Bart versus Australia talks all, about like there's so much Dundee stuff in that episode, yeah, because that's what our culture as North Americans thinks about Australia, or at least thought about Australia for a long time, was just all based on Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, but it's not that. It's a country.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But, like, Steve Irwin's moniker was Crocodile Dundee, The the
1: Crocodile Hunter. Oh! Yeah, and he came after Crocodile Um, Dundee. Okay. So maybe... Maybe there's a little competition there, well not anymore, <laughs> not anymore because one oh. of them's dead yeah. <laughs> anyway um you don't have to keep looking it up I need to know it's it's okay
0: if you don't if you don't find it there is the very excellent mr Dundee okay um, <laughs> it it stars of course paul hogan sure. uh, Chevy Chase, what John Cleese what Olivia Newton john what <laughs> <laughs> And it came out in 2020. What's the runtime? Uh, let's see. It is not listed on their Wikipedia. Do
2: you have, like, an evening plan now,
0: Greg? It's on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, now I do. The incredible It was Mr. supposed to Dundee. be released in Australian cinemas, but it was, uh, of course, canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Sure. Uh, so it was released on Amazon Prime Video on July 17th. Uh, premise, Paul Hogan is reluctantly thrust back into the spotlight as he desperately attempts to restore his sullied reputation on the eve of being knighted. Sounds great. Ooh, Wayne Knight's in it. <laughs> Sounds great. Reginal- I, Reginald Vell Johnson's in it. Really? Yeah.
1: Awesome. Reginald Vell Johnson was in the first yeah. one. So there you go. That's cool. Um, Al himself. Back to the episode. Yes. What do we think about Pinchy?
0: The lobster. <laughs> As a character, as a as a story, <laughs> as a story, let's start there. <laughs> uh, well, it's uh, it's actually not horrible. I agree. Uh, I like the premise. I like the idea of Homer buying a lobster, a, like a tiny lobster, for a lower price, with the intention of him growing and then feasting, but then developing a bond with the with the and basically like a little pet. Yeah, that's really what like, happens oh. when you name it. Yeah, I really like that whole <laughs> concept. Uh, it ends so horrifically. <laughs> <laughs> where he's like it'd be one thing if it was just like you know I drew a bath for him oh no pinchy and then it's just like uh, maybe like post dinner like they've already eaten and they had their lobster feast and he's crying that's still kind of like the obviously the implication is still horrific but the fact that they chose to have him literally like holding his corpse and eating his insides and tearing him open it's so like just like hard to think about when you know when you really actually think about it um, cause yeah, that's scared That's, that's weird. Yeah. I think that ending is great
1: <laughs> <laughs> for all of the things that you just said. Sure. <laughs> so here's a, here's my take on this episode mm-hmm. entirely. I think this one has, uh, an interesting energy about it that we'll see if it comes back for the rest of the season. But I feel like the energy of this episode is unique to this season. In that, like, it's I think for the most part, it's quite funny. Yeah. I, I I laugh a lot during this the, these twenty two minutes, and the laughter. I'm never really rolling my eyes. I think it's yeah. I think it's quite. On point, I think it's different than the show that has come before it. I feel like this episode has an identity to it that, well, we've been, we we hit a few times in season nine. We hit like a unique identity, but there's also this push and pull of season nine trying to be like the golden age and and trying to break free. This feels like a broken free episode where it's... Something that exists with Simpson's skin on it, but mm-hmm. is also its own thing, but is still close enough to the original Simpsons to be
0: called that I think it's I think it's because it's uh it's a more grounded episode than we've seen in a while, and I think that's exactly what it is, yeah,
1: like they're using this the comedic sensibilities that that they have, which is like for all of its faults, very rapid fire joke machine. But at the same time, that's a lot of like, uh, without the subtle nuances of the original seasons, that's the idea of the Simpsons is to get as many jokes in as possible. They always want they always wanted
0: three laugh out loud jokes on a page. Yeah, in the in the I writers' did, room, I didn't it's, find uh, too much of a joke machine from this episode though. Like, I agree that uh, they're coming
1: from they they're 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 coming from places that I just. The, the laughs are coming from places that I'm not immediately that aren't immediately obvious to me, but they're also grounded in a way that I think is interesting because as you said, it's not crazy to think of Homer going to the store picking out a little lobster pet and having it grow and grow and grow and comedy ensues.
0: Yeah, I just I think that the uh, the first chunk in the store is probably the only times that I can recall. That there's some jokes that didn't land for me, mm-hmm. uh, but otherwise all the jokes pretty much land. But I don't. But also I don't think there's a lot of them. I think that they they're they're treated a bit more sparingly, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like where, uh, yeah, it feels more grounded because it is just in the school and in the house. You know, like it's two different. Like both plots are basically very grounded, normal, like, sitcom stuff. Yeah. You know, it's not Homer going to space or joining the Navy or, uh, you know, getting lost on a deserted island, you know, things like
1: that. And structurally, I like, I find this episode very attractive, structurally, because A and B plot start at the same time, and they splinter from there. They start in the store. With Lisa getting a cold and Homer picking out Pinchy. Yes. And they just splinter off from there and they intersect and intertwine uh yeah. <laughs> every once in a while. Like when you're sitting down when they when they sit yeah, down. Yeah, like they're they're
0: both it, for like, dinner, They're both present because they're the family. Exactly. But I, I wouldn't say the plots intertwine in any way post that which is a bad thing. Our
1: characters do and we check in with each other. Yeah. Which is, I think, pretty great. I like the I like that. I like the idea of like this is the location both of our uh, both of our plots are going to start here. Yeah. We're going to see each other midway through and then we'll see each other again at the end. It it's a very attractive structure to me that I don't think they use very often.
0: I mean, I, yes, and I, I would say I, I'm glad because <laughs> I don't, as I've said many times, I don't like when the two plots don't converge at the end in some way, and I don't mean literally just the, the all the characters are present. I mean, like the, the Lisa with her test thing doesn't correlate to the pinchy stuff at all, um, which again is fine as long as they're both entertaining. I still personally prefer the episodes that... Uh, intertwine them in some way if they're go- if they're going to do it. Yeah, I have no idea how they would do it. So you know, it's not like I have a fix for this episode in that sense. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, just the fact that the Pinchy thing uh, is so disconnected from Lisa's story uh, just is just one of the reasons why it doesn't quite reach the upper echelon for me uh, in terms of structure. But uh, at the very least, it doesn't feel, um, I guess, like superfluous as well. Versus, like the you know, Homer creating his internet business, or and having things them, like that,
1: having them start in the same place makes that them works a lot better. Yeah. Makes them always linked, yes, in some way, and that's why, I think it's a. I think it's a secret weapon that they didn't know that they could do. <laughs> sure, is actually just have like, oh, let's have them both start at the same, at the, just like at the at the starting point. You know, just do it. Anyway, that's my overall take. On Pinchy.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like
0: Pinchy. Jen, how do you feel about Pinchy?
2: I would love a lobster dinner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was curious if that was a thing that you actually could do is buy a young like a small lobster and for cheaper and then you, you know do what homer did essentially but not bond with it <laughs> keep it in a yeah. tank <laughs> is that a thing i don't know I'm, I'm honestly curious
2: although yeah i wonder how big the lobster Superstore buys are oh because like lobsters in the tank
0: right like
1: yeah. the ones that you the ones that you like go fishing for are the one like the ones you catch in a lobster trap in nova scotia those are the ones that get sold across the country as is hmm you know, and they and they get their they get their little pinchers elastic banded, um, but I think it holds because he makes them a free range lobster, and I think lobsters are that sort of thing, like the crustacean thing, is they're not going to grow bigger than the cage that they're in. Okay, you know,
0: I, I I'm not I'm not asking if it's plausible that this happened in in Simpsons. I'm I'm honestly wondering if because it seems like a very smart plan. Yeah. Buy a cheap lobster because it's little. Yeah. And then grow it yourself and then eat it. Yeah. I feel is like. Is that a thing you could do?
2: <laughs> quickly, though, is the thing. Right. Like, maybe. Well, oh, right.
0: Be- that was the other thing about this episode. Yeah. I was like, this takes place in what, like three days for Lisa? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the lobster is like yeah. supersized very quickly. Yeah. And lobsters can.
2: Now salty water. Maybe it just, just yeah. you yeah. know, floats up. And <laughs> lobsters
1: can live for a very long time. Mm hmm. Also, to, to your question about um, bonding with mm. a lobster, I don't think I could ever do it because they are disgusting arachnids. Right. You see them more as Marge does yes. than Homer does. Absolutely. Scene. They <laughs> are crustaceans with weapons for hands. Yeah. And they have eight legs, antenna, and bug eyes. Every time one gets eaten, I think it's a victory for humanity. <laughs>
0: Maybe I that's mean, why I liked the ending so much. I, sure, <laughs> and also it's their fault for being having such delicious flesh. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Is that is it flesh? I don't know. It's just <laughs> I it's, don't know the anatomy the of goo inside. Yeah, the, I, I, it cooks. I don't yeah. know. It seems like it's flesh. It boils up real good. I don't understand how crustaceans Christ work.
2: Cook, which is where all of my family live. First of all, they get. They get like a big, huge, they get like 24 lobsters for like a hundred bucks. Like it's, they know somebody cool. it's cheap. It's it's wild. And then I always think that I'll be able to eat. I want two whole lobsters all to myself. Don't eat. Don't anyone look at it. And then <laughs> I finish My first lobster. And then I have to struggle my way through the second. Oh, no. More food than I think it is. Yeah, So
0: that's true. Lobster can be very filling as well. Yeah, we got a lot of meat, the, meat in there.
2: It's the, it's the world's best seafood.
0: Yes, I agree.
2: It's what, oh
0: oh lobster God. rules. I know. I'm I'm like oh, yeah. on the precipice right now of it almost being dinner time. So, this lobster talk is yeah. just, oh boy. It's
1: uh, leading to make thinking about making a bad decision. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, uh,
0: oh,
2: oh. Red you red lobster ordered-
0: delivers. Okay.
2: Is it good? Is Red Lobster
0: lobster good? Here's the thing about Red Lobster is it's uh, it's it's like the Denny's of seafood. Yeah. So like it's not, and this is me saying like I don't think Denny's is bad, but it's definitely like it's not going to be like gourmet food. But I will I will definitely enjoy it. Like I will enjoy Red Lobster any day. But like it'll obviously pale in comparison to like a real seafood dinner at in like you know a coastal town or something like that. You know.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Oh man. But
0: red lobster is really good. I had it for my birthday this year, last year, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was even though it was very cold by the time I ate it because my friend surprised me. He was, nice. uh, it was something mm-hmm. very nice. It was still delicious. I was like, this is great. Just dumped butter all over it. Ah, delicious. Lobster. Lobster for dinner.
1: Um, <laughs> I mean, the Simpson family is on record of enjoying Lobster. Quite a lot. On special occasions. On always, special occasions, yeah. yeah. It's always a special occasion thing. I can think of like maybe two or three times in my life that I've actually had lobster. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I always treat it as a very special occasion thing because it's so fucking expensive. It's an expensive dish. It is.
2: Unless you live in New Brunswick and know a guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You ha- you got to have a br- New Brunswickian
0: hookup. But mm-hmm. I think it also is because uh yeah like if you're not in a a coastal zone the you know it costs more money to get it here so they have to charge and
1: one of the times i ate it was when we were going to the east coast and we
0: stayed on pei oh nice yeah that'd be good lobsters and potatoes jen and i went to seattle once and went to a seafood place uh i didn't have lobster i don't think but i had like because there was some kind of like Five different things on one plate, which is like my jam. So I'm like, yes, please. You had the seafood sampler, exactly. exactly, Yeah, and I don't think it included lobster, but it was it was so good. It was such good seafood. Do you remember that, Jen?
2: Scallops. I feel like scallops are the second. I I love love scallops, and I feel like that lobster or that seafood platter had scallops. I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it was. Yeah, it was like crab scallops, something else. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. So good. Uh all right, let's talk about something else so I don't hear my <laughs> stomach growl on mic. Um You want to know what
2: my favorite line of the episode was? <laughs> is it your favorite
0: is side. it your favorite joke? Cuz that's the whole segment we do later.
2: Um oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll so save it. it.
0: But I'm it. glad that you wrote it down. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, let's talk, let's talk the conclusion then. Okay. Uh, to the, the comptroller uh, story. Yeah. Which, as I did designate it, um, State Comptroller Atkins. I will say, so, uh, kind of going off of what I was saying earlier about, I, I would prefer it as a Bart story. Uh, all that, like, oops, <laughs> I just hit the mic. Uh, all that, like, <laughs> removed. Um, you, I really like what they do with the, uh, the third act with Lisa. Um, I think, again, I think in my, in my fan (laughs) retelling, uh, works just as well with Bart, but I do like that. It's, you know, basically, look, Lisa, uh, it's great that you're coming forward with, with, with the truth, but here's the thing. Look at our school. (laughs) It is a dump. My God. What There's li- like literally walks over and it's like broken window. And he's just like, knocks some of the glass. He's like, all right, uh, this has been here for a while. Clearly. Um, look at the, you know, the tether ball. With it's just a cinder, cinder block. block. Oh my God. <laughs> and like all I, that I'm stuff.
2: Basically, Tether ball feels like any. <laughs> You're not you a tetherball fan.
1: Oh my gosh. Like, so <laughs> when I was in high school, we didn't have tether ball. Mm. But when I was in middle school, we did. I feel like when I got to high school, they made the specific uh, effort (laughs) to not have tetherball because high schoolers are so strong. Like Mm -hmm. there's such a there's such a strength disparity. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I like. Do you think tetherball was invented just because they were sick of their their uh, like volleyballs or whatever getting lost on the playground? So absolutely, like, yeah. just attach it to a pole, yeah. let them hit it that way. Yeah, absolutely, dumb kids. Ever,
2: like, trying to save it and st- jamming your like three fingers in the rope, and it just like instantly cutting off your blood circulation.
0: Oh no, <laughs> I never did that.
2: <laughs> you got tether, you're like, no, you can't win, and then you put your hand in there, and then you oh, be, wow. like.
0: And that's why you never won state, Al. That's exactly why. I was clearly not competitive enough with my tetherball league. Um <laughs> I never understood tetherball. I I played it a bunch uh, at any playground that had it. Uh and I always was confused. I'd be like, "All right, so we both I hit it this way, you hit it that way, you're trying to wrap it around." All right, and I like try and I'm like, "Okay, I lose. I'm going to go play a different sport. This is dumb." So, I'm uh, not a, not a tetherball fan myself.
1: I enjoyed it. All right. <laughs> I enjoy most silly sports.
0: Well that I mean that's most sports are silly, so
1: yeah, most sports are silly. When you really think um, about it. I mean, I like volleyball more than playing volleyball more than anything. Mm. Any sport. Um what,
0: dodgeball. No. No? I like dodgeball. I you hurt like? myself
1: so hard playing dodgeball in London. Did I say this on Mike? I don't remember. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like tweaked my sciatica.
0: Oh no. <laughs> so
1: bad. Like, yeah, I had like a back injury from playing volleyball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For, like, two weeks, I had to, like, lie in the bathtub. <laughs> I like... The thing I like about dodgeball, and I think this uh, translates to volleyball, too, but I just could... Ne- it, it was harder to find a net. In, anyway, um, dodgeball, I don't have to run a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can just stand and wait and sure. then try and dodge if someone throws it at me. Right. Um, versus a lot of sports where running is very important, and I'm like, I don't like running. Mm. Don't make me run. I'm full mm. of chocolate. Um... <laughs> volleyball said, doesn't doesn't have much running yeah that's what yeah. i'm saying like but it's just it was harder to find like for dodgeball you literally just need some balls yeah that's all you need you know volleyball you need to have a net you need to have the right amount of players on each side anyway yeah
2: In one of my teaching practicums i was in a uh, like a classroom with like people it was like a behavioral um specific classroom with children who had a range of behavioral um, things going on. Anyway, when it, every single day they played dodgeball to just like get it out of their system. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Get that anger out. Is that their yeah. like was that was that their favorite time of the day?
2: Yes. And yeah. it was mine too actually. They even like hit <laughs> me in the face one time accidentally and I still I couldn't stop loving it. for <laughs> them.
1: Yeah.
0: Can't stop loving
1: it. I you. mean I've been hit in the face several times playing volleyball. Mm-hmm. One of the yes, times,
2: you've broken your glasses like yeah. at least three times. Yeah,
1: one of the times like <laughs> they they exploded off of my face. <laughs> <laughs> what a millhouse! And I was like, I should go home this time. I'll be back next week, but I'm gonna go home. Make sure that nothing about my eye is fucked. Um,
2: like I have the image of Greg getting hit in the face and his glasses falling off from volleyball like so many times in my brain. Like I have so many memories.
1: <laughs> it happens all the time. I should just Amazing. get sports goggles when sports come back.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I should like you know how uh, uh, Charlie Sheen had it in uh, Major League. He has sports no. goggles because he needs prescription lenses it. and doesn't. You never seen Major League? No, yeah, it's a fun movie.
2: Okay,
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe I should get those.
2: I basketball people play with sports goggles a lot. Hell yeah, yeah. So yeah, there I you think go. It's a pretty
0: common thing. Yeah, <laughs> for nothing, sports.
1: nothing more important than your eyes mm. when it comes to sporting.
0: Your eyes and your thighs. That's what they say. (laughs)
1: Uh, So, Jen, is a comp troller a thing (laughs) in Canada?
2: That that big scoring board thing? No. (laughs) No. The The man.
1: The man. The comp
0: troller.
2: I don't think I really understood what that was in this episode.
0: Oh, okay. So it's not. Yeah, I don't think it is. Uh, Yeah. Uh,
1: Let me look it up. A state comptroller. Obviously, we wouldn't have a state comptroller because...
2: What well, was it, though? Like, I didn't... I think I just glossed over that.
0: I mean, like, th- do you have
1: a superintendent?
2: Yeah, we have a superintendent.
0: A comptroller is a management-level position responsible for supervising the quality of accounting and financial reporting of an organization. So he's a money mm. guy. He's a money
1: guy. Okay, that explains why he's been given the... He's got all those checks to get The big checks
2: yeah a teacher would never like deal with that person anyway so i don't i've just never heard that word before
0: sure but i mean they also have the uh idea to put him in a sash that says comptroller so i feel like it's not a well-known thing even in the states but yeah listeners please let us know if that's not true if you know your comptrollers very well <laughs> please send uh, us an email <laughs> if
1: you know a comptroller <laughs>
0: or if you are a comptroller yes that'd be fun we
1: would love to talk to you yeah, if you are a, a comp
2: put through a scantron machine like put the papers through
1: that <laughs> that's their job
2: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> just make sure the scantron is working yeah put the papers <laughs> in appropriately <laughs> somebody's got to do it yeah, yeah. somebody's got to control the scatter
0: <laughs> machine
2: <laughs>
0: um yeah so the comptroller thing happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's so strange. I mean, I do I do like it. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad choice. It's just such an odd They thing. do a sting. The, yeah, they do this like this whole like this whole ruse for one person. <laughs> yeah. Lisa Simpson. Yeah. Uh and the whole town's the on whole town's it, in on. auto man is high, like he's doing a great acting role. Yeah, he's brilliant. <laughs> he's nailing it. Yeah. Um and they do this whole thing because they know Lisa's uh goodness will come through yeah. and she'll need to reveal her unbearable guilt. Um but they still need that money. Uh I think it's a really great way to end it. I think <laughs> I like honestly I was like w-, like is there a better way to end this episode? And I don't think there is. Like that's such a great way to have your cake and eat it too, basically. Like yeah. have Lisa uh wrestle with her morals and do what we know her as a character would probably do. Uh but also have the school get the money that they really need. Um yeah. But uh I don't know, do we feel like this is a uh uh immoral thing for the uh like superintendent and principal to do? Yes, but
1: it's good. Okay. <laughs> I think it's I, I think it is an immoral thing because uh because the basis of it is is, is fraudulent. Mm-hmm. You know, like she, she did cheat. Yeah. She admitted to cheating, but they're ignoring it. Right. So that in and of itself is immoral. However, the money will do good. Mm-hmm lying to a child about it is immoral. However, the ends absolutely justify
0: the means. So the only counter I have to that is it seems like they're not actually going to fix up the school. They're going to buy giant scoreboards.
1: (laughs) And spend it um, frivolously on on, on non-essentials. Exactly. Oh, shocking. (laughs) shocking that Springfield Elementary will misallocate funds yes well the kids got to learn about tech war someday someday
2: (laughs) man I don't know how it works in the states but is that a is is that how it works is that you have to get certain amount of grades to get the funding like is that a real thing
0: (laughs) I think there's some correlation in some way like I do recall hearing about the idea of like yeah like as a school, if your like grades are a certain uh hit a certain quota, then you'll get more funding and i the I am not the like authority on this, so I have no idea but yeah. what's like,
2: up be like the best schools like probably don't need any more new resources, and like we should really help the
1: oh yeah i th- oh I think you're right. maybe the American system's deeply flawed and rotting from the inside,
2: <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean you're basically saying yeah. the problem's capitalism. <laughs>
2: All the problems are capitalism. <laughs> All of the problems.
0: the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. That's essentially what is happening with the schools as well. It's yeah. like the better, quote unquote, better schools attract the better students. Uh, right. in better by better, you know what I mean? Like the ones who, who white get students. better grades, rich yeah. white students, exactly. And then so they'll get more funding because they have better grades and so on and so forth. And uh, yeah, uh, maybe we should uh, allocate funds in a uh, better way to make all schools good i don't know yeah. i'm that's just spitballing here
2: <laughs> our alberta system is in ga- danger with what the ucp is because they're so um intent on funding the private schools i was gonna and,
0: say like, yeah the private stuff
2: education yeah. um public schools are gonna go down I think
1: so is that actually like a real uh, uh like that's a real concern with the public sector
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Totally. Like they, they sent around a survey when they first got into power and it was like it was just such a biased survey. They're like, Parents, do you want choice in education? And of course, <laughs> like, Yeah, okay, yeah, of course we do, whatever that means. Yeah. Like, yeah, we told you. So uh like private schools, this well that's school It's, school, that school. it's yeah. um yeah. So I feel like there's just a whole mess of stuff in store for us to deal with coming up.
1: So by asking re- the question do you want choice in education they're taking that to mean private schools. private schools yeah
2: They had they had a bunch of more specific questions but it was so vague that parents are of course wanting the best for their student, for their children and so they're checking off all these things that were phrased in such a yeah like a biased way like I took it as a yeah. teacher too and I was like this is scary Do you
0: want your child to be uh, rubbing elbows with riffraff or with <laughs> Good little kids. Good little kids? Yeah, you want private schools then,
1: sir. Wait, what? <laughs> Why can't we just make all schools feel like no, they're pri- Okay. They're riffraff. <laughs> but with the We're right funding scoundrels. in the right places. No. No, <laughs> money down. Um, Sit down. <laughs> Let us take away your public education. Don't get up.
2: <laughs>
0: um. So the comptroller, at least the fake one, yeah, is from Canada. Yeah. Just wanted to point that out. where <laughs> they award courage? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's in our national anthem. Where, with courageous it. hearts, we see right. Isn't it with glowing hearts? <laughs> oh, there's courage in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> damn i gotta look it up now <laughs> i used to know the national anthem very well oh, and Canada. Now I definitely don't. Uh, our home, home native, native land, land. True, true patriot
1: love in all of us command, command. Oh, with right? glowing hearts we see, we see the rise, rise. Our, our true north strong, north strong and free, and free. Ba, ba, with, with gl-
2: yeah.
1: oh wait <laughs> oh no <laughs>
2: Far and wide, oh Canada. From far and wide, oh
1: Canada. Thank you very much. <laughs> we stand on guard for thee. God keep our land glorious and free. Oh Canada, oh Canada, we stand on guard for thee. Oh Canada, we stand on guard for thee.
2: I teach at a French immersion school, so whenever we have assemblies, all the students stand and I'm I'm ready to participate and then it's in French and I feel like an idiot.
1: <laughs> That's all I know.
2: That's very there's good. no
1: courage could have sworn there's courage in other things
0: there is um, I I also will say I took French immersion and so we always did like yeah we did like weird English and French versions where we'd sing and so maybe that confused my brain <laughs>
2: yeah 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 <laughs> I started I think, I think thinking of maybe a Terre lyrics.
1: de nos ayer, mm. I, about halfway through and I was like when does that come in
2: <laughs>
1: turns out it doesn't <laughs> If unless you're singing it in the official French version, um, are you still looking at it?
0: Well, I'm just looking at the French version to see if uh, I'm insane. Right, I, I probably am. You are. Well, I mean, there's it's no okay. Doubt about like that. glorious, courageous. Yeah, there was right? just something in my brain that could have. Yeah, that associated you can conflate courage. a different name courageous. for something else. Yes. It's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, should we? Is there anything left to say about this episode before we head on over to the reference desk? uh i think it's good i do too jen guys is season 10 good
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> jen what did you think
2: of the, of the episode the whole episode
1: yeah, yeah final thought
2: yeah it's fun it's fun okay
1: um yeah. crazy point to bring up <laughs> guys is season 10 good i don't know i'm actually I'm, almost there so
0: far <laughs> we're only in episode seven of like yeah. 25 or whatever yeah. but so far, like more good than bad, yeah, I think. Yeah, so far, more good than bad. And I never would have thought that is... And here's the thing. I was thinking about this today, too, because I think because Season 9 so contentious for me, but I watch it so often, uh, I don't watch Season 10 that often. Yeah. And I just kind of... And I remember all the stuff I don't like in Season 10, yeah. and so that just colors the entire season. And so even an episode like the last one, Don't in the Wind, uh, which I think is a very good episode... Uh, I just never watched, because I was just like, oh, yeah, it's the juice one, whatever.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, this
0: this one as well, uh, uh, all I remembered was that the comptroller thing happens, like the sting, and that she plays the dingo game. That's really all I remembered. Yeah. I completely forgot Pinchy was in this episode, um, for one thing, because mm-hmm. I do remember, uh, in my memory before watching it, liking that B-plot, uh, and still did. Um, but, yeah, I think... It's possible, though, that it will be a, a similar thing to Season 9 for me, where the first half, much stronger than the second half. So we'll see if that holds, but even looking at some of the upcoming episodes, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. I might, don't think that's a good one. There
1: might be a nosedive somewhere somewhere Sorry. soon. Uh, so, reference desk?
0: Yes, let's go to the reference desk. <laughs> Uh, great, nailed it. Uh, all right. References we have in the store. There is uh alfalfa bits, which is like alphabets.
1: Oh yeah, Do you like that cereal? Al Alf- alfalfa Al- bits. No alphabets. <laughs> alphabets. Um, no. Okay.
2: It yeah,
1: oh, I love them.
0: Really? They're like they're, do you yeah like they spell they're one your of those name in the... I sure do yeah. but also <laughs> but also I just like that there's like a, just a touch of sweetness to them Sure so it doesn't feel like I'm eating just pure sugar so it feels a little more uh, hearty and as a, a as an, a breakfast an adult Yeah right but it's also still fun Yeah it doesn't taste like bran flakes or something fun. Gotta Stay fun Got to stay fun all right this was a nightmare but there's uh, a whole bunch of ice cream flavors rattled off uh, <laughs> that are all references. Uh, of course, overall referencing Ben and Jerry's, uh, which do this kind of thing, including Jerry Gar- uh, Cherry Garcia, which is a real one, the only real one they mention, uh, which is a reference to Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead. But there's also Millie Vanilla, which is a reference to Millie Vanilla, Vanilli. Uh, there is uh, Honey Bono, which is a reference to Sunny Bono. There's Desmond Tutti, a reference to Desmond Tutu. Uh, Desmond Tutti Fruity, Was it Tutti Fruity? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, And then uh, Candy Warhol, which is, of course, a reference not to, as I initially was writing down, the Dandy Warhols, a band (laughs) from the 90s. And I realized, wait, no, (laughs) they're referencing Andy Warhol, the artist, of course, Uh, which was very funny for me. Um, But yeah, Candy Warhol referencing Andy Warhol. Uh, (laughs) Sherbert Hoover, which references Herbert Hoover. Uh, Oh, and that's it. Those are the ice cream flavors. Right on. So that's fun. I'm glad you caught all of those. Wow, that's impressive. (laughs) I mean, uh, had had to go back and look it up again, but... Because they went very quick, uh, Crash Bandicoot, of course, uh, big reference with the Dash Dingo game. Um, there's some Sonic in there too. I think the ring- like the rings or whatever look similar. Uh, Crocodile Dundee, as we mentioned, is the dude in the clouds or whatever. Um, so uh, this is kind of a kind of a reference, but not necessarily because it's kind of a trope more so. But I just i to bring it up. Uh, Nelson having an office in the bathroom uh, that's happened both in uh, Rock and Roll High School. And uh in an episode of Happy Days, which both precede this episode, I'm sure it's happened in other things as well. Uh, I know it happens later on in Charlie Bartlett, I think that movie. I think he has an office in the bathroom. That's a great idea, yeah anyway um oh what was there's another thing that's like even similar to this where it's like uh, come into the office and I'll give you like uh, uh re- test things It might be in like Freaks and Geeks or something one of those like high school t v shows yeah, yeah. Thing too? Is it what? Sorry,
2: an Easy A movie. Oh, it might thing? be from Easy.
0: EZ, yeah, Easy A might have done it as well. Yeah, it's it's it has kind of become a trope by by now, so it's not necessarily a specific reference. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, Lady Chatterley's Lover is a reference. She Nelson calls her Lady Cheaterley. Yeah, which zing. Um, <laughs> uh, Oscar Mayer the uh, por- pork products. <laughs> yeah, periodic table. Uh, but was bolonium was yeah. uh, what's the atomic number? Delicious. <laughs> And then a uh, Super Nintendo, uh, the uh, line that birthed a thousand memes, uh, Super Nintendo Chalmers. That's right. And that's
1: it. Hi, Principal Skinner. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Super Nintendo Chalmers.
0: Yeah, good use of
1: Ralph. Yep. In both of his scenes, throughout all
0: of his scenes throughout this episode. Yeah, the first one's uh, a little strange the way he appears uh, from b- beneath, like a <laughs> like a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah
1: I do kind of get that crawled in I do kind of get that when you're locked into playing a video game though
0: <laughs> right you know but, the, but the, way, the way the like configuration of the tv is like yeah. once you see him it's like no he clearly crawled in and then emerged <laughs> from below it wasn't like yeah
1: the logic of it is fun yeah is this my house no no <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, Calico is that real? Yeah. Oh, okay, no, I, wasn't sure I think it's was... a I think it's a reference to Commodore. Okay, I didn't put it as a reference because I wasn't sure if that was a real um, computer brand. It, it's not. It's not a real but, computer yeah. brand. Um,
1: I think it's just riffing. Yeah. Uh, but like it sounds journey. like it. Yeah. It definitely sounds like a computer brand. Yes. And they'll rust up on you like that.
0: Kind of, kind close the deal.
1: Get that rust proofing. So let's talk about favorite jokes. Yeah. Jen, you said you had one.
2: I, I do. I have a few. <laughs> go, go for
1: it yeah go for it
2: okay well actually this is before the episode started i just really liked i will not scream for ice cream
0: the the chalkboard gig yeah the
2: chalkboard thing yeah because i would for sure scream for ice cream <laughs> <laughs> but i really like the line when uh lisa wanted to stay at home and play more video games and she's like mom wait can we make a deal and then marge is like you don't have anything that i want <laughs> <laughs> i really like
0: They've that. really found a good vibe for marge yeah. in these uh okay. in like season 9 and 10 especially i think yeah i agree with you um yeah anyway go go on
2: um I just wrote down that school janitors are gods. I know that it, they were not portrayed as such in this episode, but oh my gosh, they actually have to do that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's, that's gross. Their job. <laughs> yeah, they're they're gods. Um, and
0: he's having fun with it at the very least, you know, groundskeeper Willie, where he's, he's he's fist deep in some sludge. Um, <laughs> someone did a real paint job in there, and. Uh, <laughs>
2: In my junior high school, we had a oh, wait, what, what was that guy's name? Groundskeeper
0: Willie? Willie, yeah.
2: Oh, because my junior high uh janitor's name was Willie, and he was oh. the most popular in all the school because he would like interrupt our math test by having like this gigantic glass jar of these raspberry candies, and he'd be like, <laughs> Sorry, Miss House, I'm just gonna hand out some candies. And we're like. <laughs> <"Yeah, Willie!"> <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
0: That's either very yeah. sweet or very disturbing implications. Anyway,
2: uh- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was um, I just wrote. I forget how March says it. But her like, bada, bada, bada. How does she say it? <laughs> it's just a way of. I don't her, remember like, this. It's like ba da ba
1: da da. Oh, and she shows everybody. Oh, uh, uh, I see. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. the test. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <was funny>. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's basically what I said. just
1: found it in my daily rummaging, and then she puts it on the fucking fridge with the most cartoonish a Looney Tunes
0: esque magnet. Yeah, it
1: like, might as well have Acme written on it. We were talking while we were watching the episode. I was like, did they not just trust that we would understand that there was a fridge magnet? They had to make it from the goddamn Looney Tunes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the early animatic had her just use a normal fridge magnet and someone was like, what did she do there? Why is the paper holding up? Scully's like, what is that? Yo, what's going on? That's weird. Is she a magician now? <laughs> no, it's a magnet, bud. He's like, ah, I don't know if anyone's going to understand that. No, take it back. Make it the make Looney it, Tunes. Make it swap. the fun magnet. <laughs>
1: what, what are you talking about? You know.
0: <laughs> you know the one. Yeah.
1: The science magnet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite joke Uh, I have an honorable mention, too, uh, because Skinner's still killing it Mm -hmm. when he shows up uh, sparingly. Uh, It's not the money's fault that you cheated (laughs) when he says that. uh, Don't blame the money. (laughs) Leave the money out of this. Yeah, leave the money out. It's not the money's fault you cheated. Uh, Very funny Skinner line. Uh, But my favorite is uh, also a Marge line and it's uh as they're leaving the assembly I'm so glad you put this and she's like after they do the whole thing and she confesses that she cheated uh and she's like wow, lisa you had the highest grade in the class she's like mom no you don't the highest grade and she's dead eyed <laughs> staring ahead it's the best i love again i just love their use of marge uh in these these episodes cuz it's sparing but she just nails it every time this is just something she another thing she's going to repress yeah exactly yeah <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, bless her. Um, so I have a few uh honorable mentions. Uh, I think Willy in the toilet is really really funny.
0: Oh, you got a partner.
1: Yeah. And I also think the use of Gill in this episode yeah, is spot on. Just shut up Gill, close the deal. Wolves at go- at Gill's door uh is very very funny. Oh, hi cat. There's <laughs> a cat on screen. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um my my favorite joke though is a is one that actually I didn't like for years cuz I've I've always enjoyed this episode and this joke never really landed with me but now that i know where that it's coming i think it's the funniest joke and it's when the sea captain approaches marge (laughs) and homer while they're walking pinchy on the beach goes through this whole sales pitch about a boarding school for lobsters marge (laughs) shoots him down and then he says i understand let me ask you another question do you have any spare change (laughs) (laughs) it's like that was his that's his that's his want as soon as he approaches them (laughs) The sea captain has fallen on hard times.
0: Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. I think even watching it this time, because again, I remember a lot about this episode. Watching this time him approaching and like doing this i'm like what a lazy thing to do to bring him in to explain sea creatures or whatever but the button of do you have any spare change just brings it all back around we're like oh yeah he's just wandering the beach asking for spare change and just (laughs) happened to see a lobster he's like oh i know about those yeah (laughs) that's my end yeah it's great uh very good work good use of the sea captain it's
1: good um yeah that's that's that that is that mvp hmm State
0: Comptroller Atkins? It might be. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of that as a joke MVP, but it might actually be. Because, <laughs> like, instinct is Lisa, but I I, I don't think she really... Com- I don't know. She's she's more of a tool in this episode than she kind of has her own yeah. uh, journey, if you ask me. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with State Comptroller Atkins. <laughs> uh, Both the real one and the, can- the, the fake Canadian one. <laughs> You know, i'm gonna go with marge that's a good choice too she's
1: got a great line at the very beginning it was like no nobody's going catholic <laughs> i
0: have enough we have enough kids
1: three children is enough right, yeah. thank you very much i think that's a great line and she just <laughs> has consistently great lines the only reason i didn't have any of her honorable mentions is you guys had th- had so many good ones already and she's great in this episode so marge is mine uh jen do you have a most valuable player
2: yeah latex bart
0: (laughs) what a great answer (laughs) latex bart he appears in several scenes did you guys ever I, i meant to bring this up earlier this will be our final talk but did you guys ever uh like go to costco for dinner you know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah like where yeah. they like what they did at the beginning with the free samples it was like, all right, here's how I'm gonna eat today. Yeah, I'm gonna walk around and get free samples. I've definitely done that. Yeah, yet. and in university.
1: Yeah. Oh.
2: That's great. Of course. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I that was that was something when I was just
0: like, Okay, I got eighty dollars. And I really liked that aspect of this episode. I hated what it turned into, and it was my least favorite part of the episode is Homer being like, Anything with a toothpick in it is free and just stabbing things like the, I'm like, that ah, come on, too far. Yeah. It'd be funny, funny if he just ate all the free samples, and they're like, "Sir, please." <laughs> He's I like, went What to, they're free.
2: <laughs> when I was working at an office, um, I just had so much time on my hands during the day in front of a computer, and so one year I just like signed up for every bir- like free birthday gift that I had <laughs> in November, and then on my birthday I just all day long I went around and collected.
0: That's so smart. Uh, I've yeah. done a, a very small version of that before, where I just looked like where do, where do you get free birthday meals, like where is a free place for dessert, and I just like kind of did that like free meal and free dessert. But uh, I love the idea of doing it like with as much as you can and <laughs> just the whole day, spending the whole day going to get free shit from uh, those idiots <laughs> giving away free stuff. Yeah, you think someone's going to take advantage of that?
1: You're crazy. <laughs> free is good. Live free or die. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? New Hampshire,
0: yeah, Granite State. Um, I just finished Breaking Bad. Um, yeah, I'm almost there. We're on the second half of season five. <laughs> Ooh boy! Oh Ooh, boy! Oh yeah! Good stuff. Uh, Jan, have you seen Breaking Bad?
2: <laughs> yeah, great. Twice. Now. Nice. It was significant because I never watch shows. Twice.
0: Oh, there you yeah, have
2: it. Yeah, I hadn't seen it, so it was funny. We started watching it like last December and watched it right up. We had finished it like maybe the weekend before COVID started. Oh, wow. So we were like, Oh, we have to keep watching this show. Cause we don't have any spare time. And I just like kept <laughs> it on and then we finished it and then we had all of
0: yeah. Well, yeah. you know what you're, you should do then you should watch better call Saul.
2: Yeah. We started it and I want to continue.
0: Watching. <laughs> <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's about it. Yep.
1: Greg, how you it. feeling? I'm I'm feeling good. Great. I'm feeling good.
0: This um that's this season's been surprising so far. I know. It's it's scaring me. Yeah. In all the right ways. It's scaring me more for like I feel like there the, the, the hammer's gonna fall. Oh <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm looking forward I'm to it. I'm riding high. Yeah. So I'm worried about the low that's gonna hit. I'm... Well,
2: you have to predict, if you were to predict what episode that's gonna happen, what what episode do you guys think?
0: Do you have it open there? Well, yeah. I mean, the next one is uh, Homer Simpson and Kidney Trouble, and I don't know that one that well, so I can't predict that one. Uh, but. Uh, Mayored to the Mob. The, yeah, the one like, right that's after that's that. That's the thing. That one might be. A, I remember that being, yeah. uh, being a bad one. I mean, Viva Ned Flanders, I also. Yeah. Basically, the rest of the season. But again, that's what's interesting is like, I would have said that about. A lot of the earlier ones that we've done already, uh, and some of them have been bad, don't, yeah. don't get me wrong, yeah. but I feel like there's been more good than bad, and that's weird. It but, is weird. Yeah. We were not expecting that. Nope.
2: Thanks for having me on before it turned.
0: <laughs> You're so
1: welcome. Thanks for coming back on for the last time.
2: Oh, there you yeah. go. No, I am honored to be a part of the last season.
1: Oh, thank you. And mm-hmm. we are so happy to have you. Absolutely. Uh, so
2: lobster and crocodiles
1: md3 that's that's your even plan
2: (laughs) that's the plan yeah all (laughs) All
0: right al take us out uh well yes thanks again to jennifer for uh, do you prefer jennifer or jen for credit on this episode i can't remember what we did last time Okay. Thanks to Jen for joining us once again. Uh, and thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you, especially to our patrons uh, who continue to uh, support us during all this. Uh, and we will continue to do at least two things a month, um, including our Attack of the Clones commentary that just dropped. Yeah. Um, with uh, uh, Carly Wilson, Greg's sister, uh, for the first half. <laughs> um because the internet went out in all of BC, apparently <laughs> or at least on the something. island <laughs> yeah so uh unfortunately lost her for the last half there um still a good app still good app uh a lot of fun uh to talk about that weird weird movie uh we will have more uh zombie years eventually we'll probably do more games uh yeah just keep an eye on our patreon patreon <laughs> for more of that content and for the rest of y'all, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod. And you can email us at the hammock district on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And you can subscribe to our. Damn it, I did it in the wrong order, and now it's messing up my brain. Subscribe to our Patreon, Boathouse Studios. I guess I can just say what it actually is, how you can find it. Um, two Canadian dollars a month. That's right. For at least two things a month. Yeah. <laughs> that's cheaper than a cup of coffee what (laughs) i think i don't know how much i I didn't hear you what oh uh, it's cheaper than a cup of coffee huh (laughs) god damn it (laughs) (laughs) uh that is it you will see us next week for homer simpson in kidney trouble and we'll see how that episode plays out i literally remember nothing about it except for grandpa gives him a kid no homer gives his grandpa kid me there you go not his grandpa god damn it i'm gonna go insane keep watching the skis (laughs) nailed it